back to Expansive, a Broncos guide to the Expanse. I'm Beef. I'm the operator. And I had forgotten how big Bobby Draper actually is. Bobby Draper's tall. When she's stuffed this week, we're talking about Season 5, Episode 10, uh, Nemesis Games, the Season 5 finale. When she comes in, we're jumping around here, but when she comes in at the very end in that like, yes. suit with her cleavage hanging out, and she, I'm just like, I would like to introduce you to all these short people. You know? <laughs> I would like to climb your tree, ma'am, because damn God, that mm. woman could she is that is not a small woman and she is no. absolutely gorgeous and jacked you know when we jacked. first started um meeting or listening to sean operator way back in the day and he always talked about he loved women that could like beat his ass physically yes i yes. Yes. never this, this falls in that category yep i've never understood it up until now up until yep. bobby draper i think she's the role model that i could get behind that Oh man, it's just like you. She could beat your ass, and you're just kind of fine with that. Take some yeah. face punches before she yeah. kisses me lightly. You're like you're so pretty. <laughs> oh my god, so pretty, so pretty. Fifty ducks and teeth up, but you're still pretty. Where we open it, like holy fuck. We open with Evil Monica wanting to review the flight, uh, the flight data recorder from the battle with the Zamea. And all of a sudden, Bull comes up and he's like, hey, uh, I wouldn't have recognized shit because I'm not that great of a pilot. But apparently, the Rossi recognized three Martian warships like right over there. Hey, uh, is that a problem? <laughs> that problem? That problem? And the way it was shot and this, I think, Beef, you brought this up like two or three episodes ago. How much it reminds you of BSG? Oh, my God. Because when it was out in space and that shot on one ship and then backing off and then another ship and then backing off and then the third it's like oh i'm a little dizzy and it's awesome yay let's do some shit there were a couple good um exchanges of space battles this week every time it happened i'd watch it once and then i'd back it up like the three minutes and i'd shut the lights off in the living room and i'd crank the surround <laughs> sound i'm I, i'm a, i'm i'm man enough to admit i got a bit of an erection i was, was um awesome. one step away from erection. pulling my pants down you know, yeah just saying yeah uh, I call it a cyrection. Uh, so Drama's crew and the Koto and the Syrian Mao are the five ships that are sneaking up, not so sneakily, on the Rossi because it identified it. And Holden, by miracle, convinces them not to run but go straight into the battle and give Alex and Bobby time to save Naomi. It, it, but here's the thing. I'm not even sure how much of it's a miracle, but in a way, giving Bull kind of deep down what he knows he wants, because he knows Bull wants to fight them. True. And he knows that, you know, it, to do that, it'd be like, OK, I can kill two birds with one stone. I can get this guy to, OK, we're going to, as Bull puts it, shoot bullets in their faces. <laughs> And then right after that, we can go get my girlfriend because that way I take care of everything. Like Bobby said later, she's like, wait a minute. You guys were in this battle before you were in a battle with five other ships mm-hmm. talking about the Zamea battle. Like that's yep. that's a tough little tough little ship. My favorite part of that entire exchange was the look on Monica's face <laughs> when she realized that Holden was not only absolutely serious, but she's like, oh, this is what it's like to be on this ship. It's like, welcome to Button Pushing 101. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Things get messy from here. Yep. 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 Wow, because then you cut to Alex and Bobby jacking up on the juice to go get Naomi quicker. That'll come back later in the most unceremonious death in TV history. <laughs> oh, my she, God. She did, give him a, she did give him a heads up, though. She's like, if you do this, it's, you know, this could happen and you could stroke out and blah, blah, blah. As soon as she said that, I'm like, oh, that's how you're going to kill me. I didn't, I, I didn't see it the first time, though. The first I time I watched it, it, I didn't, they, they totally, uh, check off's line, line of dialogue there, but I did not see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw I it, I saw it at first. I wasn't sure at first. And then when I did a rewatch of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, his face is like not. Yeah, right. here it is. You can't dock with you can't dock two spinning ships in a high gravity maneuver. You could stroke out. Yeah. I'm Naomi's on that ship. I'm gonna do what it takes to get her, and that's that. You guys were I, right. Naomi banging on the manual valve for the uh, uh, port thruster or whatever to shut the, set the ship into a spin. 
It's, it, it was either that or send up a signal. There were only two options there. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, do. yeah, I don't see a, any third choice there, but it was a solid move. It was a solid move because it stopped the ship from going in one direction, just had it a little, do a little spin so that to her, any ship that would come up be like, Hey, this is weird. We should not do this. And a spinning ship like that, no one wants to get within the detonation range, right? Exactly. Because you don't exactly. know what it might do. But then again, Alex is fucking crazy. So you know. Yeah, I didn't even see all the blood. The first time I watched it, I didn't see the blood. I didn't yeah. see anything. I, I'm like, what is he doing? Why is he sitting there? Is that just the last shot they got on set with him? And, and... Oh, yeah, he goes, he goes uh, woof, that was one hell of a ride. And then all of a sudden, he's just there. Yeah. dead in the chair with blood floating next to his face yeah uh we'll we'll get to why he's there a little bit later on because lots of shit goes down but we cut back to drama in their freaking crew and they're all about to engage the rossi and carla or carl is the the evil chick is like i'll i'll take fire control all of, of course sudden, you will. drama just comes up and grabs the gun from her and like this whole shit goes down, fires rockets on her own ships, or I should say on the MCR and Marco ships, struggle for the gun, Carl takes a fire extinguisher in the back of the head, and then a fucking handrail to the face. And she's down. That was pretty brutal. I wanted to see her die, but I didn't, I didn't think she was going to go out like that. It's, it, it, honestly, it was, I would rather have had her shot yeah. To be honest, but at the same time, it's like, okay, yeah, she, she as long as she's gone, I, I just love the fact that when drama took over the firing controls and she beeped and booped on the screen and then the screen went and then you see this big fire button. Uh-huh. It's like you can't miss it. <laughs> it's like fire. Oh, okay. I press this to shoot the guns now. Bam. Right before that, though, she, like, had two strips of different buttons that she, like, hit them all, like, target everything. Mm-hmm. We're going to yep. kill everybody. Yeah, all of them. Take them all out. And, and then Joseph, out. Uh, Joseph, the other belter, her chick, her chick's boyfriend, at least before the end of this episode, he says, fuck it, and sides with drama and unleashes all of the other torpedoes from the other two ships onto the MCRN heavy. Yeah. That was beautiful set of uh cgi right there and and the the rossi shooting like all this other shit it was like that all of it was just perfect it was perfection it's it's something that i've been i didn't realize how much i missed mm-hmm. in this show until i saw it it was like there was a part that's like why hasn't this happened sooner <laughs> oh that's right all this story had to happen okay all right that's cool i didn't realize how mm, world war ii-ish like uh uh star wars space battles are or star trek space battles are yes they're they're too close they're Mm -hmm. too slow Mm -hmm. and computers aren't doing enough right right? (laughs) and because that's what we rely on is as humans we rely on computers to kind of figure stuff out for us and in this situation they're they're gonna have to because you can't in a space battle like this, you can't actually see the ship that's firing on you. It's not right. World War II type distances where it's like, don't fire till you see his eyes. You, you can't know? also right. see the the missile or torpedo coming in. Like on a, a Navy destroyer now, they have those mini guns that will take yeah. out the missiles. Brrr. Right, right, right. It's like that. Yeah. You're, you're going to rely on the computers. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna rely on them to fire depleted uranium shells into an oncoming missile to explode it before it gets into your sphere of influence. Right. This is an effective defense. This is the kind of thing that that the future, the near future, will have. And when you see it, you're like, oh yeah, I remember Star Wars is fantasy. This <laughs> yeah, is- it's it's like it. One of the things that uh, I remember, I think it was Nicholas Meyer who, um, when he directed uh, Wrath of Khan. He said that the Mutara battle was basically two submarines. They're yeah. they're just they're very close to each other. They don't realize how close they are to each other, but they're very close to each other, and they're just shooting where they think the other ship is. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, yeah, that's very World War II. That's not going to happen here. <laughs> it's not now. Now, 
No, we got computers, we've got sensors, we've got all kinds of things that, and, and the, and they've done it with world building the entire series. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's the, when, when, not to skip ahead a little bit, but when, what she's like, what's the transmission delay? Oh, it's three hours. Okay. So this is in the past. Yeah. Right. Space is big. Yeah. You're not getting real time. This, this is as close as you can get to getting it, but this, this happened already. And I, I think this does a good job of, like, the distance is required in space to do anything, and you're react, You're always reacting. Yeah. Whatever it is. Especially yeah. with, like, a command and control type setup. Sure. Yeah. I mean, even more there. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you've got stuff spread across the solar system, and no matter how fast you go, it's going to take a little while. Mm-hmm. When, uh, after the dismay or distress all the torpedoes launched and the mcrn ships are blown up when drama comes on the radio and goes holden this is drama i was like i basically threw my arms up in the air there were a couple times this episode where i was so excited for like reunions that kind of happened it's it when i heard that there was a for me it was a sigh of relief yeah, can you like, think of anything more satisfying or more relief inducing than having drama go hey i got you right mm-hmm Right, yep. I, I just fucked up the only other ships here that could kill you, so don't blow me up. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm drama, so if you try to blow me up, I'll kill you. I'll probably <laughs> blow you up first, so, yeah. you know, chill out. Because <laughs> I'm that mean. <laughs> Alex calls Naomi, and he says, no matter what, we will dock, and we will get you off that ship. And she says, brave idiot. And she looks over at the readout, and it shows the screaming Firehawk cross the line in the barm's arming. Naomi kind of begrudgingly zips up her frickin' suit, puts her helmet on, and runs and jumps out the fucking airlock. When she did that, at first when I was like, when she was like um, walking towards her, I'm like, okay, there are no options at this point (laughs) at all for you. Um, realistically, the only thing you can do is, you know, hope to God, if you, if you like jump, maybe you can, oh my God, you're jumping. Okay. Okay. This is happening. Okay. I still right, didn't right, think cool. that. I still was like, maybe she's going to blow the ship up. Maybe she's, this is goodbye, Naomi. Maybe. And then she jumps and then yeah. there's that like panic breathing and that floating in open space. And I'm like, maybe this is how Naomi dies. Like I'm panicking yeah. the whole time. I'm like choked up because she's yeah. going to die. I, and I remember when I was watching it, I was, um, the way I have my TV set up, it's on a console. And normally I'm like sitting down watching TV or I'm on the bed watching TV or something like that. I was standing up, <laughs> standing in front of the screen, like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> then she starts doing these hand, <laughs> the hand job, body yeah. movements. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is she dancing? And clearly it wasn't. <laughs> um, but, I just, uh, she, but this is the Naomi, the Naomi that that we've come to know. Yes, like yeah. she's using every available thing to help her situation survive. I'll use belter hand signals. I'll, you know, just in case they find me in time, I'm doing everything I can do to keep everybody safe. And this is this is Naomi. You know, yeah. this is Naomi at her at her best. This is what she does. She uses everything she has available, even if all she has available is a spacesuit in her hands. The air that's she, in the suit. Yeah, yeah. She can she can make something happen. Now, it also helps that Bobby Draper is a badass space marine and can catch a First twirling. Time. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the second sigh of relief when I when you hear the. <laughs> It's like I got oh, you. Oh, they got her. Okay. They do the radio. That's a radio out low air ship explosion hazard. Hazard. Do not approach. And then you hear that. He's like, like, I'll go get her. She's dying. <laughs> literally, like they the beeping gets to super intense. And you hear, like you're saying, you hear the and you hear Bobby back it up. She says, Naomi, stop fighting me. I need to get this in. And then you hear the sound of the air tank screwing in. It's like I like. I like the fact that they did, and and this goes back to how they do this show and how they make it so damn realistic. You hear Bobby Draper, but it's muffled. Yep. It's not clear at all. 
you can tell it is like her her um audio is not hooked up to Naomi's audio. It's like and they're in a vacuum. Right. They're close enough that you can hear sound, but that's about it. And you just hear I got you. And it's like, oh shit, that's cool. That was so good. That was so good. And Naomi crying. Uh, when Bobby's pushing her back was so painful. When Bobby is listing, she's hyboxic, dehydrated. She has massive radiation burns, and Naomi's just like whimpering. Well, here's the thing: at up until that point, she's pretty much running on adrenaline. That's it. That's all she's got. Yeah. Once the human body is like at a point where it's like, okay, I've been running on adrenaline for X number of hours, X number of days, or something like that, and suddenly there is a no need to run on adrenaline. You emotionally shut the fuck down for a while. Yeah, that crash is not pretty. No, it's not. It's really not. So, yeah, I, I totally got that one. That was the only moment this entire season where when she cried, I was like, you go ahead. You do that. You absolutely do that because, damn. It was painful. Yeah. And then again, yeah. the aforementioned woof. That was one hell of a ride. And then dead in the chair. Dead in the chair. That was... Like you said, be one of the most unceremonious deaths yeah. I've seen in a while. I it think ever. Just, it's it's just kind of like, oh, okay, all right, all right. Um, I mean, he saved her, which was great. Yep. At the same time, I think, I guess to me, the only way it could have been like a little bit better was if during the burn. He had the stroke. Right. And Bobby had to take over controls of the ship. And then she realized what the situation was. He was dead. And then she's like, no, Naomi's still out there. She, oh, my God, look at the situation. She's in. Let me get out there and get her. Not yeah. the whole everything is all, you know, and she's even talking to him just before he dies. Oh, yeah. Up until she lists how bad the situation is, she's still talking to him. Yep. Yep, and then he stops talking right there. Right. To me, if he had died during the burn, that would have been a little bit more intense. To just see him sitting in the chair like that, it's like, oh, that sucks. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even see the blood the first time through it. Because I, I, they... The first time I really knew he was dead was when... And I, I found it very confusing when Holden was... was uh, we got a call from his ex. Like... Right. Who's X? Like, why? Huh? He wants to be this and that. I'm like, what are you? What are we talking about? And then I, I went back and and to, oh, I, I completely missed it. Yeah, yeah, completely. We cut to a shot of Philip gearing up to be even more evil. Apparently, I, I, I said last week he's he's done. He's <laughs> he's going to surpass his father. I, and I and it was even more obvious this time because when his father spoke to him and he said, you know, you've changed and and, you you know, it's not hitting you emotionally and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. that And he's like, oh, you've grown. I'm like, that's not growth. That's a psychotic break. <laughs> he says, we tried to kill them. We didn't. We still have more to do. And then his dad gets exactly. like a fatherly erection about how evil his kid is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the thing is, he's he's not responding the way a normal thinking human being is evil or not he's gone he's not there anymore that who who even i mean his father if he thinks philip is the same person that he was 24 hours prior to that he is going to be so shocked by this especially when philip kills him yeah (laughs) yeah because even in that scene where they're sitting next to each other when philip looks like nothing he's just like i'm just here i'm uh, and and that's fucking scary that's well, really scary talk about a guy that's not there drum is not answering marco's calls so marco's call marco calls surge up to deck six to help him send a message to drama and then drama's crew gets the airlock video of dude being uh basically choking to death and then getting kicked out of the fucking airlock that was brutal yeah that the kick that was brutal i mean i knew he was going to be spaced but god damn dude yeah come on that was just but again the opposite of philip 
he got emotional as hell when his plan didn't work. He was like yelling and shaking and all this other shit. And to see Philip be the exact opposite True. of that. What you have just built is a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That boy is nuts. Fucking he is robot. gone. And he's, he's killed millions. So if his conscience yeah. ever does kick back in and he realizes what he's done, he's going to have a psychotic break there, too. Yep. Yep. He's done. He is done. Uh, they destroy the Chetsamoko with a stray torpedo, um, mm. which then evil Monica keeps talking about Zamea data. We'll get to that later. Cause can we, can we get back to one thing though? Yeah. yeah. And this is a, this is a, because I've watched too much goddamn TV kind okay. of thing. When, uh, just before Holden and Naomi tell, um, tell dude to blow up the ship. There is a long shot of him. Just a long, like a good 15, 20 seconds of him just yeah, sitting drinking there. out of Alex's cup. It's something was, it, it's not just, it's not the whole, okay, he's going to be the new pilot. Something felt off about that. Like really off. I thought it was just that. a heavy weight on his shoulders because he's drinking out of Kamal's cup. and. Could, and don't get me wrong, that could be all it is. That could be all it is. But the fact that it, just before he said that, just before he get, he uh, Holden gave that order, they were talking about, okay, well, we have all of this taken care of. Usually when something somebody says something like that, and then they do a long pan on one person, that's the one person you need to look at. Yeah. Real carefully. And we know nothing about this dude. That's okay. It's okay because Peaches is here now. Yeah, we'll I, get to that later because I laughed out loud. <laughs> I was done when that happened. That whole exchange was so beautifully written, it hurt. So I got most of that. <laughs> Surge is forced out the airlock, and Drama's crew breaks apart. Joseph and Drama and the squeaky mousy chick stay together, and the hot tall belter chick and the squeaky chick's boyfriend leave. I wonder if uh, Joseph Drama and Squeaky Chick are going to be like Marcos Hunters next season because they have two ships and they're all pissed off and ready to fight. I, you know, it's either that or they're going to via Holden um, basically work with Earth. That's the only thing I can think of because one of the things that this goes back to Holden pushing buttons and shit. (laughs) When Naomi's laying in there in the bed and she's like, you know, they're going to arrest me, and I, I, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, you were a prisoner and, and they're, they're going to let you go and da, 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 da. And just the way he said it, I'm like, yeah, you're very sure about this, aren't you, sir? You've had a conversation. Like, <laughs> you have had a conversation or three about this. And you have made no uncertain terms that Naomi is not to be touched. Yeah, if you do that, we're going to have a problem. You don't, have you a don't want to have sure. a problem. Yeah. You know, there are buttons all over that place, right? Yeah, all over this <laughs> ship that I have. And I, I push buttons all the anyhow. time. I did like her message, though. Her message to him about, you know, change isn't horrible. Move on if, if something horrible happens. Still build on our family. I, I liked that message. It was sappy as fuck, but it was meaningful. It was it was sappy as fuck. It was meaningful, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I'm still a little angry with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, it's it, the way she said it, as much as, you know, it's guilt, it's coming from a place of guilt and everything. She's like, you know, Alex died cleaning up my mistake. And he and did. He did. And he did. You and made it was a fucking mistake. Your mistake. And she's yeah. correct about that. Now, Holden forgives her because he's Holden, and he doesn't hold people's mistakes against them. Right. Be- because he he's should, Holden. He, he should. Yeah. It's, it's the reason the man goes around pushing buttons. He doesn't <laughs> He doesn't count that, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, this doesn't count as a mistake. Beep. Personal accountability is not exactly Holden's forte. Um, now, he has a lot of responsibility, and he will take responsibility for a lot of that, but personal accountability, and there's a difference, is a little bit removed with Holden. But that's yeah. exactly what happened to Alex. He died making a choice, to, and Amos put it yeah. perfectly. Uh, he says, but, making a choice to hold your ground to save your family. As far as last stands go, that's the one I'd pick, and he picked it too. Yeah, And, and he's right, and that's... And that's Amos being Amos, right? Yeah. Like he, he's he's a psycho most of the time, but he's beautifully Mostly. poetic. 
Yeah. Missy. Their their um, embrace, Naomi and Amos is it's not it wasn't even a hug. It was like a full on embrace. That touched my soul too, because you know how tight they were and they haven't seen each other in six months wild. or whatever it's been. Yeah. But the I mean, thing that's... that got to me about that is he still isn't used to human contact that way. Yeah. And you could tell he was like at first really uncomfortable with that. He loves her. He cares about her and everything like that. But he's like, why Why is this human being touching me this way? I don't understand. And then he's like, oh, oh, wait. Okay. All right. You, okay. We're good. We're good. That's it's all right. Good. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy and Eric go to have one last drink. Some of the last Earth tequila possible. <laughs> and Timmy struggles with it to get it out of his bag. And it fucking tugs out and goes tumbling over the edge on Luna and slowly <laughs> flutters to the ground. Why did no one catch that football style? Well, it, here's the thing. Uh, everybody was looking ahead of them. They were not looking up. And by the time they looked up, it was a little too late. If I'm in a really still, big hall like that and someone says, little help here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a laugh out loud moment, definitely. But, um, yeah. 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 That was good. Uh, I'm going to need a minute to talk to the captain. Just you and me. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to need a favor. Sure. You threatened to kill me once. <laughs> you lined me up and said that you would put me down if I tried. Did you mean that? I did, but a lot's changed since then. So even though you were going to kill me then, now we've got each other's backs, right? There's no hard feelings? Of course. We're family now. Well, all right. We are good. She's going to ride with us for a little while. Thanks now, for being so uh, cool about this. Peaches walks in sheepishly and just kind of like smiles at him like, I promise I won't kill you. <laughs> See, it, it, all, all of that scene, up until the point he says she's going to be with us. Up until that point, I was like, okay, did he off screen talk to Homeboy and now Homeboy's going to be on the ship? And, da, da, da. and as, soon as, it said, as soon as he said she, I'm like, no, you didn't. No, no, no! You didn't. You did not invite her on the show. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, you did. didn't. Yes, you did. He and wants then some she pussy. comes in. I'm like, Amos, God damn it! He wants some and peaches. He's like, maybe I should have shot him. I don't know. You know, the 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 face Holden makes is one of my favorites because it's dad face. It's yes, like, dad face. God, face. Damn it! Because mm-hmm. you know, you already agreed to it. Your your boy asked you can can they come over and spend the night and you didn't really check out who it was you just said yeah how much trouble could this be and here they come and you're like oh, I hate that kid to me, and, to me it's actually worse than that it's dad you know how we talked about getting a dog and <laughs> and you know it's it's really yeah totally you I know got and, a and puma. at some point we go, okay let's go come on Rex let's go and it's a big fucking Rottweiler and shit. <laughs> And he runs past the he runs past the dad. Dad's like, no, no, this God is not. No, damn it! No, I think, this is not what I agreed to. I think Holden is okay with it, or seems to be there because of the way that Peaches like came off. Because she looked, <laughs> she, yeah, she wasn't like excited about it. She was kind of like. I don't know. This was not my idea. It was that big fucking dummy right there. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I don't know. Where else can she go? Nowhere. She's exactly. dead. She's technically there's dead in that there. jail. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's no, you know, that's that. That's it. There's nothing there. So, yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the little dinner party on Luna that I thought was going to get bombed and why Arvasal was <laughs> the right get bombed. The, the right leader? Well, here's the thing. I, he's not wrong because there is a moment. We'll get to it, but it, it, we'll... Go ahead, because Arvasala is the leader that we need with, you know, this this right here, Belter, Martian and Earther. This is this is what he hates, this symbol of whatever. And uh, how hot Naomi is with her boob window and mesh and tats. That was the other thing. When she was laying in the hospital, I'm like, she got nice boobs. I didn't remember that. The, she the boob window nice was boob. shocking. I will. Yeah, I, will I forgot how great not... a cleavage she has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She got a body on her. She she fun as hell. And they're playing this uplifting music, and it's swelling, and everybody's having a good time. And then they finally realize that Marco says something along the lines of, you must always have a knife in the darkness. And they but show the again, Martian this- stealth fleet sneaking up on the ring, 
And then they finally come to the idea of, oh, wow, wait a minute. One torpedo actually did get away with the proto-molecule on it because we've done it before. Okay, let's back up just a bit, yeah. just for a second. Sorry, we're good. I'm, Again, I get this excited. goes back to my watching too much goddamn television. The moment where Arvasala was like, you know, this is what Marco says, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And then it goes to black. <laughs> and to me, that's like, okay, that's a interesting play. They could end it there. Yeah, okay, fine. That's that's all right. I can, and then still black, you hear Marco say, in the dark, you must always carry a knife. I'm like, oh, fuck, what now? What the you fuck, You expected the dude? party on Luna to be bombed, like me, right? I, not not so much the party on Luna to be bombed. I expected some bad shit, to, which it did, but I did not expect that level of bad. And also, let's also look at the fact that just before that, when everything was nice and shit, both Holden and Naomi looked at Arbasala and said she came a long way. That was deep. The fact that they said that about her is like, holy shit, y'all are on the same real page now. Yeah, I... So much can go sideways and does right here because the Luna party gets turned interrupted and turned into a military briefing. And which I'm, Monica gets shut out of. Oh, that that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Up until that point, I was like, you know what? Monica is really kind of proving herself. She's she's okay. And then they All close right. the door she's, in her face. And then they close the door. No, it wasn't that. It was the fact that she immediately started walking to get the story. And I'm like, God damn it, bitch. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, they're like, uh, no. No, you're not You're not going. <laughs> no, you're not, you're not going. We, uh, we know about you. You're evil, so no. The whole reason, the whole reason she was on that ship was to find the torpedo. Yeah. Like, all season, she's she's rolling around the Rossi, walking, walking around with Button Pusher and Bull, and the only thing she proved to do, which I guess was valuable, I will admit, uh, the only thing she did was to review the logs and find the missile. Well, I mean, see, my, uh, remember I said a couple of weeks ago, the only reason she could possibly be on there is to find something that no one else has found. That's it. That's the only possible reason she could be on that ship for the story. I mean, and it. it makes sense, too, that they would have put it on a torpedo. We've seen it before. My robot idea was kind of right, but totally no, wrong. No, totally was. Yeah. Uh, pile of micrometeor, micrometeors ripped through the UN ships at the gate. And then missiles or torpedoes shoot out from inside the ring. So clearly, Medina Station is in on whatever's going down. Uh, that that was when my heart sank. I'm not gonna lie, because the thing is, it the micrometeorite thing was bad enough because that meant that what happened in episode one was a test. Yep. That was that was like a okay, can this work? Okay, we took out the station. It can definitely work. We're going to do this here. The fact that one of the things that I've been saying. For the last, I'm going to say about five podcasts now, is my biggest fear is how deep the Martians are in this. Yeah. Yeah, as it turns out, all the way. All the fucking way. No, I they want their own. For, their they own, want their own, sh- their own system. Well, they got their own system. Yeah. And they got what, their own system. They got their own, you know, protomolecule. They got all of it. Which I totally fucking called. They wanted it yep. to go through to turn on fucking shit. What's the thing in the sky that they kept zooming in on in the end? I was, was going to ask that. I'm like, does anybody know what the hell that is? I don't know what the hell that is, but what really fucked me up was when they were talking to the scientist on the on the planet, and the plant, and the guy was like, yeah, it's just like what happened on Illus. I'm like, That yes. was not a good thing. Right. Yes, don't, and it is like what happened on Illus. Don't <laughs> sound so excitable. Remember, they had eye-eating worms. Sure, it's all, oh, no, and then there's Running and screaming. <laughs> well, the Free Navy traverses the ring, and all the belters start cheering Marcos and Naros. I mean, that's... And then you see, like you said, that's the time when Philip's sitting next to him, and he looks like dead evil murder. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of have this funny exchange between Hottie with the mouth that took Alex to dinner and learned that the proto-molecule turns everything on and her evil general boss... Yep. On Laconia, that's their planet, or I guess their whole solar system, their Laconia ring, it's going to be like a military hardline utopia? Is that what I'm getting? Like, Yeah. Yeah. 
like uh, there there is he said it himself there's no civilians right that we have to count that we have to cradle um and she's like yes we have to be purer than ever which means that and he said point blank if anybody who gets out of line it's a bullet and then we glimpse the beings that works out so well in history always does oh yeah because people totally go along with that forever oh yeah no problem we glimpse uh, the beings as they pass through the ring, kind of flying around and shit. So I'm interested to see what more of those guys are next season. It was a cool effect shot. It was a good effect shot. It was it. It was a one of the other things that hit me though was when the credits went up. All I could think of was Marcos got exactly what he wanted. Yeah, exactly. Is evil or his prodigy is even more evil now? Yeah, but it's as far as like what his goal was. What was his goal? To basically kick Earth to the curb, get in, get a military um, armada behind him, yeah, free as much of the belt as possible. He's done all of it. Everything that he wanted to do, he has done. He said it himself. It's your generations, your generation, and generations past you. We'll look at this and look at it and go, this has already happened. And I did it. Well, it is a, uh, <clears throat> horribly, it is a good uniting symbol, right? You know, the belt can't do anything. The belt sucks. The belt, the best, the, it's like that joke. The best the belt has is shit. Well, now the best the belt has is laying waste to a good portion of earth. You know, the best the belt has is a pile of Martian destroyers and a fleet that can actually stand up against Mars or Earth. So I I don't think even Mars is as far as like, you know, not being on the side of the belters is even an equation anymore. I think Mars is just completely in it to win it. Yeah, I think there's some factions that might not side with the belters, but I think it's, you know... For the now most that, part, it's the military. Yep. So now that Mars has, now that the military on on Mars or off of Mars, Mars's military has its own solar system, its own galaxy or part of the galaxy. I don't think it's going to care too much. What he's also done is, and of course they've mined their side of it, which he mentions. He's like, "Look, don't come after me. I will right. kill you." Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what he's also done is remove a significant portion of the Mars teeth from them yep right so all these ships that they used to have that used to be the pride of the mars navy and the backbone of mars's ability to defend itself and the system he's now removed them from play essentially and And have your system go away i get this this is mine yeah and and on top of that and i think we talked about this a couple of casts ago most of Mars, most of the Martians are gone. They're gone. Yeah, there's. I mean, the whole point of being on Mars was to terraform it. They don't need that now. They're gone. Yeah, they've the, gone. The through, dream. The yeah. dream has. The dream is gone. They've yeah. gone off through you know the gates, gotten themselves their own little planets, and chilled the fuck out. I mean, it makes yeah. more sense. Why take the time to continue terraforming it when you can just get in a ship, go somewhere else, and live? Exactly. So that's that's why I'm thinking that Mars really isn't even in play as far as, like, anti-Belter sentiment goes. Because Belters have most of the military on their side, and the rest of Mars is like, fuck it, we're going off-world and finding ourselves a yeah. decent place. We don't have to, like, terraform. You gutted it of of hardcore professionals, the the pride of Mars. So those people all left for another system, right? The hardliners, the the ones that were like stand tall, be a Martian. We are we are a a martial uh, society, and and we're held together by our discipline. All those people have left. Yep. All the people who who were you know downtrodden and just trying to get the hell off the planet have gotten off the planet. All you have left on Mars are people who are aimless dreamers that that really don't have any purpose and people who couldn't go anywhere. This is not a viable base for uh, a a population boon or or any kind of effective fighting force. This is going to be a problem. They've gutted Mars. They've gutted... Uh, a a good bit of the free belters 
Onaro scooped them up yep. and radicalized them. There's not a whole lot of people left in the system to fight this. Yeah, and and Earth, for the most part, it was a shithole prior to this. It's a definite shithole now. Yeah, with a couple I mean, they, of rocks they even, slamming into it. And they've already, and they said in the show that um, they had to declare martial law, so which does not help, and only to like just kind of put a band-aid on the open wound of you know whatever has happened to them so earth is completely out of play for right now yeah so basically the balance of power in the system has shifted and it shifted drastically to the belters and marcos well it'll be interesting to see where they go we got all of our crew back we have everybody kind of together that we need uh sans alex um and now you know the war will happen and we gotta you know see where the hell it goes i have no freaking predictions it's shit show really it really is because it's you know i and i think i've mentioned this before the alex character in the books is still around even during the even after the time jump mm-hmm. he's still there so the we are now in for the most part uncharted territory i don't know if they're going to like vaguely stay with the books and still do the time jump and still bounce around the fact that Alex isn't there. So they're going to do X, Y, or Z. Well, they've, um, they've smashed characters together from the books to make certain people like drama in the first couple seasons is an amalgamation of bull and another character. And then, yeah. So, I mean, there's no one is really pure. Do you know what I mean? Are, are you trying, are you trying to say that Sean wants to have sex with bull? Well, in the, from the book, she is not the one I don't know, my buddy who reads the books is telling me something. He missed the joke entirely. <laughs> I mean, he might want to have he sex with the ball. Joke I don't entirely. It went right over his head like a Rocinante. It just went shoot. Wouldn't be out of the league of possibility, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh any theories for next season, you guys? All I know is that for a while it's gonna be bad for Earth. It's just gonna be bad. Like nothing good at all yeah earth has no ability to really fight back against this right now right there's no the thing is if if anybody wants to get off earth to go through the gate they have to deal with marcos right so if they can't do that so i just uh, yeah i uh, i think i mean obviously Earth is going to have to to take over the inner system again and and all that, but but right now Anaros is holding a lot, not most, but a lot of the cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just yeah. is. So uh, it's uh, the part that worries me more than anything else is what the moron Martians are doing out on with a proto molecule. Like, hey, it's self assembling. This looks great. It's like oh, all that they're doing is giving the excitement. It- it's like what the fuck, dude. <laughs> They're giving it more biomass so they can be parts of stuff to turn into another ring, you know? I just, I don't... There's a reason the entire galaxy and all these planets that you're... And this is the part that bothers me. There's a reason that all these planets that you're going to are dead. Even though they're capable of of holding life. All these planets are dead, right? Like, all these planets you're going to, all this stuff that's suitable for, for colonization, you know it's dead. This is like the thing in Halo where it's like, well, you know, it's uh, what's the swarm shit that everybody's all worried about and everything? It's it's what made the all flood. the radicalized... Yeah, the flood. The, the Thank you, Beefy. Uh, the, it's what radicalized the entire rest of the galaxy to mobilize with these rings as a final solution and all that kind of stuff. And those were the, they thought the rings were the terrifying part. The terrifying part was the reason the rings were built, the halos yep. were built, is to destroy the flood. And, and right now, this is following the same kind of thing. The, this, this technology that was all sort of used and it is, it was a super highway and then suddenly everything was shut off and everything was turned off because of this mysterious threat. threat. Like and and there's nothing left anywhere you're going. This should worry you. Yeah. Not be exciting. Not be a wow. These worlds are perfect for colonization. Dumbass motherfuckers. <laughs> there's a reason. Man. 
people don't leave societies that were capable of getting to them and have a ring built there. Like it's it's like putting a bus stop or a train station in the middle of nowhere. They don't do that. They put a train station where they want to be. And the reason you're finding all these empty worlds is they're all dead now. You should you should like look into that. <laughs> the one the one thing that I do think because again I watch too much damn TV. I do think that all of this at some point regards to Philip kills him or not is going to backfire hugely on Marcos only because of one huge thing. Yes, Marcos has promised the Belters food and blah 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 blah, which is great. That's awesome and it's very very smart. But here's the thing: where are the Belters going to go? They can't go to any other planet because they physically can't stay there. Naomi proved that. Unless they're going to have they, like uh, Martians or some other some other people that can be on the belt on the planets from the belt grow. I don't know. Yeah, there's if they can't physically go anywhere, their situation for the most part it gets better, but it doesn't change. And well, if you promise a shit ton of people, hey, I'm going to give you all the awesomeness in the world. But you, you can't leave them, space. But you can't leave space. That's going to be a problem. That's because people are going to get mad about that. But that's like, all really Belters know is space. And they look down. Yeah, but, the- they, but that's the whole thing. Marcos has promised them everything to the point that he'll he's saying you will have Earth under your feet. You will be able to walk. Um, I don't know if he promised them that. He he promised, okay. When a leader like that says, I'm going to make your life better, and those people need three things. They need their own water, need their own food, and they need basically fresh air. Okay? The only way you're going to get fresh air is on a planet. It's not yeah, going to be none through of them some can go of... to the planet, and they don't. Exactly. They look, they look down they on they look down on the people that do go to the planet because they wouldn't be belters anymore within a generation or two. So the main goal of the belters is not to be on a planet; it's to self-sustain, like the Ganymede domes, and make food in space. Yes, yeah, I don't know. I I just have this feeling that that's going to be the one thing because they're going to look at everybody else able to go through the gate and able to live on a planet. Some of them can. I think they said like thirty or forty percent of them can, but they won't. They won't be belters after a generation or two. They'll look down on them the same way that they do Earthers and the Inners, which is going to cause a dividing line between the two. True. Well, that's, at some point there is going to be a break. That's true. the part that always that always stops you, right? Like the the same thing happens to any conquering army, any really big conquering massive army, Genghis Khan. Um, you know, any of any of those kind of Vikings, you know, join or die type thing, we're going to do this once the goal is achieved. Then, uh, you know, this this kind of of relaxing. Well, what now? What, what, yeah. what have you done for me lately? Right. And <laughs> and what, once that happens, you have to start giving people things to to appease them. You give them plants, you give them this, you give them that. And you can hold it together for a generation or two. But after that, well, when society's built on war, it'll well, just keep happening. Thing. Romans, yeah. all of, I mean, Germans, if the freaking Nazis would have won at some point in time after a generation or two, they would have stopped liking all the blonde hair and blue eyes on each other and started a war over something else. I mean, people well, that's, would just, that's the that's thing. You can't, do. you can't hold that together. The iron will that holds that together can hold for a generation. It, it's normally with. A, a certain cadre or even a single leader. Once that dies, that that iron will, that Correct. determination goes away as well. And at that point, you have fractures. Now, it may not fracture the entire thing, in, you know, all at once. It, you know, like like uh, uh, you mentioned Nazis. You know, like killing the the higher echelon of of the SS and and the Nazis and all that kind of stuff. That that was a total dissolution. Well, it's a power vacuum. There's always going to be somebody that'll come in and right. fill it. Somebody, somebody will come in behind that. Rome lasted a good long time. The belt has got so many factions that it's. I mean, it's bound to splinter again, 
It's oh, how it radicalized yeah. are they all, and how far and detrimental does this war? And go? how and how good are their lives mm-hmm. under Anaros's leadership? It can't quote, be unquote. much worse than apparently what and, we've given and, them. And that's the problem. Like that's why he saw the opportunity because it can't be. His slogan was, "How bad could it get?" Right. You yeah. know, you, they're already are starving you. Happy you. Now? Yeah, they're already starving you for air. They're starving you for food. They're telling you where you can live, how you can live, and when you can breathe. How bad do you want it? Yeah, you know how how much do you have to lose, really? And he was right. That's the and that's the real bitch about Anaros. Yeah, he wasn't wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah. That that was always the problem that I had with him. It's like it's especially the moment, and I remember bringing this up. The moment he brought up the fact that he could help them grow food. The moment he said that, I'm like, oh, shit, dude, you got it. It's going to work. You got the the whole thing right there. Hit him in the bellies. It'll be it'll be tight and it won't be fun. But we've been through worse. Yeah, that's the problem. Like we've been starving before. Yeah. But now we're starving on our terms. Yes. And because we're starving less over time. Less. It's going to get less and less, like, not more and more. Shit. As soon as said, I'm like, oh, dude, you got it. You, you, you have the you have the magic key right there. So I uh, now you don't start that off with mass murder and and throw you know meteors at planets and try to bomb us back to the <laughs> Stone right. Age. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's where you lose the moral high ground, so to speak. Uh, but now, if he'd have done it at Luna or a, a military base, I'd have had less problem with it. Yeah, you know because you you so strike at the. It is, but you stri- you you're fighting an intractable enemy the only possible way you know how. If you'd have hit the military, I wouldn't have had a, as near as much a problem with it. Yeah, the fact that he hit civilian populations that's he, that's it's now. He now. went to sucker punch him. Yeah, and and cause great. He he went for a a terror strike, mm-hmm. not a military strike. Yeah. Now it happened to work, but still. It's not, and that's not the worst thing. part. It worked. Yeah, that's the worst part. And once you know, once you kind of cross that line, you really can't go back and say you're benevolent because you're not. Right. You are not a benevolent leader if you killed millions of people to prove your point. The the part that killed me, or no pun intended, the part that the part that really got me is kind of his hands are clean. He didn't do like. A real leader would have done the strike himself. Oh, he yeah. He sent his freaking kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, a yeah. real leader would have been, I'm going to bloody my hands so you don't have to. Yeah. I'm going to strike this for the belt. And I think Not- that's that's one of the reasons that Philip is going to come up on him, because Philip was the one who kind of pushed the button. Yeah, I'm waiting for the, the sentence, you used me like you always used me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think I think that's going to be next season. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you, fellas, for joining me this year. As always, we at least have, um, you know, five or ten or hopefully 30 more episodes left, but it's only one season. So I guess Woo-hoo. next year we'll uh, we'll dig these apart and play along again. Yeah, boy. If you'd like to send us an email or some feedback, email us expansiveopa at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at expansiveopa. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week. I'm going to miss the crap out of that fucking show. God, that's a good series. <laughs> it really is, man. It really is. As much as I badgered beef into doing this, I'm glad I'm glad we do that. this yeah. cast. It's, it's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Uh, you kept talking about Halo. The main reason I got a video card in my computer is because Steam has the Halo collection, all five games, <laughs> for like 80 bucks right now. 
So uh, well, if it looks you amazing like, with a good vid card, man. If you feel like buying the Halo version, the re- it comes with the remastered edition or the regular, and you can toggle the graphics during the thing. But I'm just saying, if you buy it, maybe there'll be some online gaming in the next couple months. Do some oh, co-op, playing the fl- killing the flood with shotguns. Anyways, I think I have a nerd boner. It should be a folder shared with you, expansive audio. Okay. Give me two seconds to make sure it's shared with you, because I could be lying. <laughs> <laughs> I still I have it. I may be lying. Just so we're clear, I may be lying. I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Sorry. You are, could just... are, are you in? Are you I, in? I can feel it. It hurts. Uh, I'll, I take that personally. I feel attacked. I feel Quiet. very attacked. You're that long. I feel you a state and a half. I feel you a state and a half over. Okay, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let me. Oh yeah, just the tip. Five in. Take it easy. Just the tip. A little slower. Just the tip. It's like you're looking at the picture and she goes, ooh, ooh. and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the one. And kind of uh, got a hint of um, Harley Quinn, Kaylee Kuko's Harley it Quinn. It does. It you does. Know, it does a little bit, and I'll tell you this: um, not only does Mac have Harley Quinn on her arm, she has Kaylee Kuoko's Harley Quinn from the series, at, uh, a cell frame of it hung up in her little booth. Thighs. Really thought you were gonna go there, man. I can't watch. I don't know how you work, Beefy, but I can't watch him do it. Like. <laughs> Like, call me a sissy, you know. Like I can't, I I can't get there. From I here. can like, watch them, but I don't like stare at it for two hours. I'll look at it for a couple minutes and then just zone out and relax. But I don't, I don't like. Ooh, look at those needles uh, <laughs> <laughs> going into my arm. Putting uh, it in. Oh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't do that at all. <laughs> just, I, I was, I'd look over and and she was like shading the boobs and stuff, and I'm like, oh wow, those boobs look great from here. And then I went. Oh, that's I might blood. Throw up now. <laughs> yeah, I might throw up now. I'm starting to feel <laughs> nauseous. I feel dizzy. That's what happens when I give blood. It's Is it like, really? It's seriously. I get. I I look and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's filling up. Okay, that's good. Why is room spinning? Why is room spinning? Fuck off! Fuck off! Fuck off! Fuck off! Fuck. Even the the tattoo needle, I could look at that for a little bit. But when they're jacking me in the main vein with the needle to give blood, I have to look away. Like I really? can't. Even I you? Can't, yeah, exactly. I even and they. I joke because I mean I usually go in short sleeves when I'm giving blood, and they they kind of laugh at that. And I'm like, I just I can't watch that big gauge needle like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just penetrate right. me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Just violate jailhouse me bad. <laughs> yeah. No lube or anything. Right. It's like what the fuck? Could you spit on that, please? First. I mean, I know it's not <laughs> hygienic, but can you give me some? Jesus. What'd you order? Oh, you know, oh, you know. Sh- <laughs> it almost be easier if I went upstairs oh, he, and got the nearly, price sheet. He nearly came, didn't he? <laughs> It'd be easier if I went upstairs and got the price sheet. Uh-uh. Oh, no. You know, it was a lot more money than I should have spent, but fuck it. I'm single. <laughs> just, and- just the way you were describing it, I'm like, ching, ching, oh, yeah. ching, ching. With- yeah, we passed the uh, 1500 a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah we, we, passed, did. we passed 1500 before the fucking, uh, before the video <laughs> before card the- and the extra RAM. After your first word, you were at 1500. Jesus Pretty much. Christ, I dude. mean, the case, and uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm paying them. T- Jesus H. Fucking show me the hey, hey. That motherfucker will run, though, won't it? Yep. Yeah, and well. It's, it's modular, too, so that I can literally take it apart and put anything else I want to in it. That is really what makes the difference. Um, you can you can operate for quite a number of years on a modular, you know, ATX-style case. Yep. I mean, it's so much better than that composite shit that you get. And, and it's yeah, it's cheaper, but, you know, anything blows in it and you're in a new rig. Whatever. I don't know. Overkill. Mm-hmm. Babble, babble. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I spent a lot of money. So that should be here soon. Uh, still, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's better than my rig. Jesus. It's like <laughs> I put it in the box in the styrofoam and then I wrapped it in a sleeping bag. Yeah, all the bells and whistles, all of them. Just go uh, ahead and uh, can you give it an extra bell and whistle? 
<laughs> and does it light up at night? Cool. You I'm know, the sad thing is, is, I'm pretty sure that four of the six fans or whatever it has, or three of the five fans are lit, are lit with fucking, I can control the color. And I'm like, I don't doubt it. You know, I, I don't really doubt- don't need that because I'm not. But you have it. I know. <laughs> uh, should we start a thing? We could start uh, a thing. We could start a thing. Oh, are we all caught up on uh, WandaVision? Yes. Oh, I fuck. I'm sorry. No, I totally watched it. I'm kidding. Good. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> no, I'm Is kidding. This, I'm this kidding. episode you missed? This one? <laughs> this one? You couldn't miss the I Love Lucy one. You missed this one? Dude. It's too good. It's it's like the perfect amount of creepy TV show and not anymore. You know? I would, the last night was therapy, dude. That was like, holy shit. <laughs> was damaged and slightly broken or hot and slightly damaged yes, or whatever it was slightly damaged and i i was i find it irresistible <laughs> well she has 300 years on you so yeah she does i'm okay with that i'm uh, it's fine i'm a I'm cool with the, mom, so you know there's yeah that. i mean i'm cool with dating an older chick i'm i don't have a problem with that jesus yeah <laughs> all right whenever you're ready brother all right <clears throat>